Welcome to In In It It Together. Together. I'm Jay. And I'm Courtney. And this is our podcast where we discuss mental health and self-improvement from a couple's perspective. Thanks for joining us again. Yes, welcome back. So we're kicking off our new series, right? About triggers. This is is something that uh, we talk a lot about and... A lot of our listeners have asked for more information on triggers and clarification on triggers. So because there's so much to really uh, delve into, there's such an intricate part of dealing with trauma, right? We decided that we're going to split this up into three segments. The first one is really dealing with what triggers are, the different types, and starting to recognize what your triggers are, right? Right, yep. And then will the next one will be about like disarming your triggers. And the last one will be on how to identify triggers in others. And we'll try to teach you how to disarm triggers in others that you may see, like your partner or so. Exactly. And I think a series is the best way to go. We hear it all the time. Trauma and triggers are like the two biggest words when we're in the mental health field. Right. And most people are like, oh, I'm triggered. Like people will say triggered all the time when they just feel an emotional reaction. But triggers are a little bit different. They're emotional reactions, but they're a little bit deeper. So I think this, you know, today's podcast is going to be fantastic because we're going to talk about what it is, what are the two types and what type of examples fall under them. And then some tips at the end, like you said, just to help them try to figure out how to start identifying them because guess what eight out of ten people know they're triggered but they don't know what their trigger was and so i think this is going to be really helpful yeah i think so especially you know understanding what your triggers are because you're right most people don't understand like they know when they're triggered but they don't know what actually triggered them and that's the important part because you can't effectively start to work through them until you know exactly what those triggers are so you can start to avoid them. And that's the whole point, right? You can't, if you don't know specifically what your triggers are, then you have no way of navigating around them so you're not feeling that way. Yeah, and and sometimes it's not necessarily about avoiding the trigger. It's figuring out what the trigger is and then what caused you to have that trigger in the first place and working through it. You know, and I think that's something that you taught me a lot too is you knew my triggers. And again, I was a professional in the field. It's easier to help somebody else until I had to learn to, you know, work through that process myself. But you knew what my triggers were, some of them. And it wasn't until I really started digging deep and then getting into my own healing journey where I started to learn about them and I'd tell you, hey, this was that trigger. And you'd look at me and say, wow, you know, that that makes a lot of sense. So really, you know, what is a trigger? Yes, it's an emotional reaction, right? And it can be conscious or unconscious, internal and external, right? And what happens is, is that you're reminded of a specific person or event or something that happened to you in your life. And it's caused you some form of discomfort or trauma, right? So it's just an emotional memory, really. It's a reaction where your body's having this physiological response thinking that, oh, dear goodness, I, you know, here I am, I'm, I'm, I'm at it again. So that's what a trigger is. Yeah, that's perfectly said, right? It's an emotional memory. Your body holds these memories from our traumatic past that resurface from time to time, not necessarily because you're going to get re-traumatized, but your body is so used to or so or is so your body is so keen to recognizing when you're about to be traumatized that it automatically sends you back to that state. That's what that's why it's called a trigger. It's a, it's a smoke signal, right? You know, triggers are our friends. 
Triggers reveal what you need to heal. They're not things you want to avoid. You want to go have a coffee with them and be like, what the hell? Why do you keep coming up? Why do you keep coming to my house and knocking on the door? I don't want you here. Tell me what you need to tell me and leave. So, you know, The Body Keeps the Score, fantastic book for trauma. Highly recommend. However, it's very triggering. And Bessel van der Kolk, who's a medical doctor, he talks a lot about this physiological response where our cells hold that trauma. So if we didn't have that, if our bodies didn't hold the trauma, then we would continuously be placed in situations where we would get hurt over and over and over again. So it's almost there as a SOS, like, oops, this feels familiar, let's back away. The problem, though, is, is that your brain still thinks you're in 1987 or that it's happening again versus could this be happening? And so that's why learning what your triggers are can help you work with them so that your triggers don't work against you. And that's one of the reasons why I do the book club, you know, with our Patreon family, just to help them understand so that they can get that information. Yeah, that's absolutely right. I'm glad you corrected me because I, I did um, say that incorrectly, right? You don't want to ever avoid triggers because you're right. You Those are our keys to knowing what we need to fix within ourselves so we can move forward in our self-improvement journey so thank you for correcting me and let's just get into like what are the different types of triggers well there's internal and there's external right and most people don't recognize that there's two subsets of it so let's start with internal so internal really means it just comes from within so let me give you an example you might be exercising right your heart is pounding and then all of a sudden you're triggered you're feeling anxious. You don't know what's wrong with you. And really what's happening is, is that your body remembers when your heart was pounding like that when you were running away from a dangerous situation. Mind you, you're in your gym right now working out on your glutes or something. Like, you know, you're trying to do something for yourself. And all of a sudden, you got panic. You got anxiety. That literally happened to me. Oh, my God. I'm having like this aha moment right here. I started this new workout program and I've been working out and there was something different physiologically that was going on for me. And now that I understand what my trigger was, because I said to my husband, I threw a weight and smashed it in the, in the basement. I was so angry. I couldn't figure out what it was. Bingo. You know, these are these are healing moments. So it means it's coming from within. And I have like a list of 20. So I'm just going to pull out the most common ones. So let's start with number one rejection. <laughs> rejection is an internal trigger. So if you grew up abandoned, not having your needs met, rejection sensitive dysphoria, which we also have a podcast episode on, which is great, then that's going to be a trigger for you. So anytime someone doesn't answer your message, re responds to you short, like, yeah, okay, cool, or something like that, and you sent them like three paragraphs, you're going to be like, wait, whoa, wait a minute. Like, what is this? Or when you get in a fight with someone that you care about, and they're like, I'm done. I don't even want to talk about this anymore, and they walk away. That's an internal trigger. You're going to be triggered. You're going to start either freezing, fawning. You're going to start wanting to run away. You're going to want to hide. You're going to want to sabotage. None of that stuff is actually happening. It's just your body feels like it is. And so that's an example of an internal trigger. Yeah, and it's important to note that, you know, no one wants to be left on red, right? You know, it's... it's. And I don't like that. <laughs> I don't think anyone likes it, right? You send a message to somebody and they you saw that they read it, but they don't answer back. So, but there's a difference between someone that says, oh, I, you know, I can't stand when they do that. And then someone that's actually triggered where they go into a fight or flight situation. So it's understanding when you, you have to have that level of awareness to know when you're in that fight or flight situation to know that that's an actual trigger for you. You know what? 
And I'm just going to kind of throw this out there. It's okay to not respond to messages right when they come in because actually Jay taught me that. He was like, you don't have to respond right away. And that's also me trying to people please. You know, that's a trigger of mine. Oh my goodness. If I don't respond to this right away, they're going to think something of me. You know, and so I actually started to think of, you know what, there's automated texts that you can put on your phone. So if you're not in the space, you can have your phone send out messages. Hey, I'm away from my phone right now. I'm currently driving. I'll get back to you. Whatever. You know, there's ways to be smart about these things, but that's another trigger. And, you know, one of the other ones that's that's really, really big, you know, for for a trigger for some people is loss of independence. So anytime you feel like someone's trying to control you, that could potentially trigger someone that never had a say and never had the ability to make decisions for themselves. So you may find yourself where something's happening at work, there's a lot of pressure being put on your plate, you don't have the choice about what you're doing, they're assigning you something, and all of a sudden you're triggered. You don't know why, you're pissed off, you wanna you know, kick your boss in front of a real, like you're so upset. And so the reality is, is that your body feels like what it did when it was younger. And in that situation where someone took away your ability to make choices and now someone else is putting pressure on you to make choices that you don't feel comfortable about. Now, again, you're an adult now. So you can always vocalize, hey, this does not feel like something I am capable of or able to take on my caseload at this time. But because you're triggered, your window of tolerance, which we talk about in our most, you know, previous podcast, is really low at this point because physiologically you feel like you're in danger. Yeah, so that's a great way to know that you've been triggered, right? You are emotionally dysregulated. So we can always go back to our previous podcast, learn about emotional dysregulation, and know like if you feel like you're emotionally dysregulated over something again, as minute as not getting a response back or when you're, you know, working out or, you know, when something is said to you that, you know, again, a lot of things can be said to us that makes us feel uncomfortable or makes us, you know, feel a certain way about anything. But once you recognize that you've been put into the fight or flight mode, right, that's or that you're you've become dysregulated that's when you know, okay, this is a trigger. This isn't just, I don't like that, right? I don't like, you know, running on the treadmill, right? I don't like running on the treadmill. <laughs> yeah, me neither. But that, but that's that's the point, right? Like a lot of people might, some people love running on the treadmill. Some people don't like running on the treadmill. Some people like lifting heavy weights. Some people don't like lifting heavy weights, right? Some people don't care if, um, you know, they send a text to someone and the person doesn't get back to them right away, you know? It's different for for every person, right? Just the fact that you don't like something doesn't make it a trigger, and that's my point, right? It's that you are put into an emotional state where you're either dysregulated or that you're in the fight or flight mode. That's when you know that you've been triggered. And so now I'm just going to briefly just list out a couple of internal ones without going too much into them. So helplessness or loss of control, which is something you could understand, right? Disapproval, criticism, not feeling wanted, feeling smothered or too needed could also be a trigger. You know, when you feel someone needs you too much, that could trigger you because maybe when you were younger, people relied on you too much. And so that brings you back to that point in time where it was like, oh my God, I wish someone didn't need me. I literally had that... (laughs) that inner child experience the other day where I was like, what do you need right now? I was like, for everybody to leave me alone. I was like, okay. You know, so those are triggers. So those are all internal triggers, right? So now 
Let's talk about external triggers. Because most times people think that everything that's happening is external. What I just showed you is that a lot of it is within you. It's not what's going on outside of you. It's what's inside of you, right? So now let's go to external triggers. Really, this just comes from your environment. It can be like a person, a place, specific location, scent, anything like that. So some examples might be you could be sitting down at a, you know, watching a movie or a television show or some news article that pops up and reminds you of an experience you've been in and then you're triggered. Like you told me right off the bat, don't watch Shameless. Like, don't even watch that because it's going to trigger you because of my losing my mother to substances and my brother. That's something that I probably should not watch. Maybe at some point I can, but at certain parts of my healing journey, I know what I'm, uh, you know, I know where my strengths are. And so, yeah, you can be sitting there listening to somebody else's story. Someone could be sitting there and be like, oh my God, this happened to me. And all of a sudden your chest tightens up and it's you all over again. You're feeling it. That's an external trigger. That's not happening inside of you. That's something outside of you that triggered unhealed stuff within within you. Yeah, absolutely. And it could be something as as uh, simple as like a sense of smell. Like you could, you know, you could have been, you know, uh, again as a child, maybe you went to a caretaker's home, right? And they used to bake apple pies all the time, right? And uh, maybe something happened there, right? So anytime you smell you you smell apple pie, you're automatically you feel you know your blood pressure rise or you feel kind of like out of breath these are external triggers that again recognizing that they are there is the first step then recognizing why is the is the next part of the process exactly another external uh, uh you know trigger we can think about is is time of day there are some people that really struggle at nighttime they're just unsettled. And that could be because guess what? And they're fine during the day. They seem all right. They're busy doing what they got to do. But, you know, come 9, 9.30, 10 o'clock at night, their anxiety's up through the roof. They don't know why. They know something's wrong with them. Sometimes a lot of trauma happens at night. Or maybe that's when your dad or mom came home from work and they were screaming and yelling. And, you know, it was that, that nighttime that you associated with that. Or maybe you lived in a neighborhood where things got really shady when, the, when it became dark out. You know, so you became this hypervigilant mode that like sleep is dangerous. Like I need to stay on alert. So again, time of day can be an external trigger, you know, for some people going to specific locations. You know, for me, I remember it was like a few months ago, I drove past the clinic where my mother used to go. And I remembered the doctor's name off the top of my head. I remembered all that. I'm like, what the hell? And I felt really anxious. Like I didn't want to drive past there. And I was just like, you know, Courtney, this is not... 2001, this is not 1999, you're an adult, you're driving past a place that services thousands upon thousands of people, your mother just happened to be a number there. And that's all. But it was, I recognized, I remember going in there. I remember how it used to make me feel. That was an external trigger for me. And that was a good example of cognitive reframing, right? You did some cognitive yes, reframing Yes, I did. There. Thank you for noticing that. You, uh, Yeah, absolutely. So you, you, you took that trigger, you, you recognized that you were emotionally affected by it, right? It triggered your, your fight or flight response, but then you were able to logically go through in your head and, and, and calm yourself down, right? Find that regulation again by saying, you know, I acknowledge to myself that this was bothersome, but there's no reason to be bothered by this now. And now I'm going to be, I'm going to be 110% transparent with everybody. I feel myself slowly going into dissociative mode right now, but I'm catching it. And I'm going to tell you guys why. So we're just talking about external triggers. So I just talked about that location. 
Just the memory of that. My chest is tight right now. I can feel it because I can remember being a little kid and going in there and hearing all things that didn't make sense to me and, you know, where all the substance abuse started. Like, I get that. I literally felt myself disassociating. What I did was I just snapped one of my fingers and recognized I'm here in the now. And the reason why I'm sharing this, and I didn't have to, I'm sharing this so that you guys understand that we cannot escape our triggers. We cannot, it doesn't matter how healed you are. I got 18 years in the field. The goal is to not escape. The goal is to sit with and say, okay, I feel you. And at the same time, it's 2022. Like, I'm good. I'm all right. And when you can do that, I can feel my chest lighten a little bit. I can feel myself come back into my feet. I'm also rocking. You know, you rock under my feet. I'm grounding. I can feel the rug under my feet. I'm working myself through a disassociative state. Whereas if I was, you know, maybe six, eight months ago, I wouldn't have been able to do that. I still would have been struggling with that. So I kind of wanted to just share that win with everybody and just have you be here present with me during this moment. Just a moment of vulnerability and sharing something with you guys that I've been able to practice. And, you know, yay me. Woohoo! Round of applause. We got gotcha. you. That's good work that's that's what it's about right we talk about like and a lot of people ask us what does heal what does heal look like what is healed how do i know i'm healed exactly that's what healed is it's not that the trauma goes away mysteriously or fades away right that it's not that the triggers aren't there anymore right it's that they don't control you anymore right they don't dictate what your life is going to be anymore and they have up until the point that you have retaken or reestablished control of what's happening. Your psyche needs to know you're safe to help you with your triggers. So what I did was I oriented myself to person, place, and time in my head. I would have done it out loud, but you know, I was on, you know, on here. So what I was doing in that exact moment that I was sharing with you guys is reorienting myself to person, place, and time. So I'm here with my husband, you know, recording a a podcast. This is what's going on. And then my psyche says, oh, okay, so we're not there. I mean, that still sucks and that still feels yucky, but we can come back into body because my psyche was just trying to protect me. It was like, girl, I got you. Disassociate. Woo. And I have to try to tell my brain like, no, I don't want to run and hide. I'm okay. I know you got me. If you approach it like you're a friend then you're not going to get upset and start to panic because I've been practicing a lot more self-awareness. So that's what it was. It's just reorienting yourself. That's what I had to do in that moment because I was triggered right now live. And I started to disassociate. My window of tolerance was like, yeah, no, close or we're on E and I went right under. And it's not because anything is, is bothering me a lot, but I'm an intuitive empath. I've exerted a lot of energy today. And that takes from me too, you know, that's something I have to recognize. It's a traumatic memory, you know, it's it's something that was very, very prevalent in your life, right? Something that really shook you to your core. And that's why your body, again, our bodies are these amazing things that, that try to protect us, right? But it's about us taking control and saying, oh, I don't I don't need you to protect me right now. I, I got this. I can handle We're this. Safe. Exactly. We're and safe. that that's the point we need to get to, right? Is taking control back. Because that's again, as as small children or um, even young adults, right? We we don't we lack the ability and the control a lot of the times to 
get ourselves away from those situations so our body just shuts down exactly and now you guys understand the difference between an internal and external internal is is you're feeling a feeling betrayal rejection sadness even muscle tension you know unjust treatment or insecurity loss of control that's all internal external is is what just happened a memory a sound having a conversation with someone a movie and now you can see how when you can get that at both ends sometimes that's why people get really triggered so yeah, I hope that that really helped bring that, you know, to them. And now, you know, at some point we can start talking about like how to identify these triggers. Yeah, absolutely. I think this is a good time to pause for a quick message. And then when we get back, we'll talk about just that, right? Recognizing how to, how do we identify our triggers? So stay with us. We'll be right back. We always hear how much the podcast has positively impacted all of you. So now, here's an opportunity to help us continue making content. And we've made it simple by partnering with Patreon. You can find the link in the episode description. For your subscription, we've added additional bonus incentives, which include a newsletter, access to the In It Together Patreon group, and special access to upcoming private episodes with Jay. For our top subscribers, you'll even get monthly access to Jay and I via Zoom. We're grateful for your support. And don't forget to keep sharing the podcast with everyone you know. Together, we can help grow the In It Together family. Now back to the podcast. So we've been talking about triggers, right? Kind of defining them a little bit more uh, in-depthly. And now let's start to talk about like identifying triggers within ourselves. Okay, so what I'm going to say is, and I have this myself, and again, you'll hear this in any episode. You need a journal investigative journal. I'm telling you, all the answers are in it. There's like no secret thing here. So what you want to do is you want to start documenting the situations that you were triggered. Okay, well, where was I? I was here. Who was I with? The who, what, when, where, why, right? You get all of that information in, and then that's it. And over time, as you start to, tr you know, document what's happening as you're getting triggered, you're then going to go back and you're going to wait to have at least three to four incidences. I know it sounds like a lot, but we're triggered all the time. So you can get through this. So you're going to go back and you're going to say, what are the commonalities? Is there a specific person, sound? Was I at a specific location? And then you're going to slowly start writing that stuff down. And when you start to do that, you start to find the answers like, wow, every time I get on that damn bus to go to work, I start to disassociate and you're trying to figure out like, why is that? Why is that such a trigger for me to be on the bus? And maybe something happened. Maybe you saw something as a young kid, you know, and the goal is not to run away from it and say, oh, well, I'm just not going to take the bus. I'm going to take the taxi and whoa, that's good. No, it's figuring out what it is so that you can heal it underneath. Yeah, right? absolutely. Because it's not the bus, right? It's not the bus that's causing it. And by avoiding the bus, yeah, you'll avoid being triggered, but you're not getting to the root cause of what's triggering you. And you're it's, it's just going to resurface in a different form, in a different way. So it's important to get down to, you know, those root causes. And we, we, we talk a lot about that, right? Um, not Let's not deal with the symptoms. Let's get down to those root causes because that's where the change happens. Exactly. That's so important. So then you, like I said, you're, re, you're retracing your steps. You go through it. It's so important that you retrace steps. You know, where was I? You know, when did this happen before? And you put all of this in your journal. And then what you're doing is, is while you're doing that, I want you to simultaneously work on self-awareness. Again, we have a podcast on it and I have a YouTube uh, channel. Well, I have a YouTube channel, but there's an episode on that. 
Listen to that, watch that, figure out. I give you an exercise how to build self-awareness. It teaches you. You take those tools and you apply it to your investigative journal for your triggers. And I assure you, all of it's going to start flooding. You're going to start having aha moments after aha moments. That's why I do that. That's why that happens. Now, it's not going to make it any easier. You're not going to be like, ah, no longer triggered. This is great. It probably might feel a little yucky at first as you do it. You might feel a little more anxious at times, but that's just because you're developing a level of awareness. Things really aren't getting worse, okay? And as you start to do that, you want to start seeking out your patterns. Was it a time of day, a year, a month, a location? That's all you need to start figuring out what your triggers are. Because oftentimes we know we're triggered. And we might know it was because you said that, but we don't know why that person's saying that to us. Or it was... Yeah, I just came in the house and I just felt triggered. Everything was just, you know, you're asking me for this, you're doing this, and you're just aggravated. And I just, I just want everybody away from me. And then once you have some time to yourself, you go see your family like nothing happened. You need to understand why that situation put you where it did. And maybe it's because when you were a younger kid, your parents used to come in, you know, hauling ass after they have had a bad day and tearing into you because the house doesn't look right. So you're flying into a messy house and all of a sudden you go into protective mode because you're in a child's trying to protect your children from what you went through and that you're the one lashing out on them. And you figure that out through the investigative journal. So investigative journal, retrace your steps, practice your self-awareness and seek out your patterns. Yeah, absolutely. There's really no way around it, right? You got to document this stuff. And I, I know a lot of people, and me included, right? I hate writing anything down, right? So it's it's tough to, um, you know, to hear that and say, oh, man, this is just a lot more work, right? But that's what it takes. That's healing. That's that's what healing. Like, everybody that asks us, oh, what does healing look like? That's what healing looks like. Every it's putting day. in the work every day. It's journaling even when you feel great. Exactly. That's exactly it. And we, we all slide, right? And there's times that I have to remind you all the time. It's like, why aren't you doing what works? Why are you, know, you processing works for you? Why aren't you processing? You know? I would prefer, hey, honey, processing works for you. Let's process right now. You're right. So I when you say, why that. aren't you doing that? You need to be doing this. You're judging my decisions. And then I'm feeling defensive, like I have to protect myself. And then I miss all the beautiful things you're selling me. Thank you for being triggered. Hey, perfect opportunity here, No, right? you're right. I have to, I, I need to do a much better job of communicating that effectively to you so you can, so it's not an well, attack. Thank but thank you this for disarming me. This wasn't a personal, this wasn't no, something personal. No, it wasn't, personal. but well, I needed to say that. Yes, I know. But this is for our listeners, right? It's work and you have to do the work. You have yeah. to, you have to do it. And, you know, if you don't like writing, Record your voice. That's you a know? good point. Uh, yeah. Record. Video diary. Exactly. Do a video diary, you know, do an audio diary on with your phone. Everyone has, for the most part, most people have smartphones nowadays, so you can record your voice or record yourself in a video or sometimes, you know, maybe you have a very, a very good partner that you can just kind of share with and say, hey, you know, I felt I was triggered on this day and maybe they'll be happy to journal it out. But Either way, it needs to be documented it because needs you, to be can't, document. exactly. you can't you like see typing? a pattern. Some exactly. people like typing. You can't see a pattern until you start to document it. So it's important. Part of the work is to document it so you can start to see these patterns, so you can start to get down to the root core of why you're being triggered. Not, you know, knowing the trigger is great, but then getting down deeper into the why is going to be what heals you eventually. 
Exactly. And I just, I don't know, I don't think I could have said it better. And I'm glad, I'm glad I was a little triggered by that. And I'm glad that I had that trigger that I had because literally, yeah, we can sit here all day we want and talk about something, but I just experienced it and processed through it. So I'm showing them that the things that we talk about, they work. Because if I was still disassociated, there's no way I could have carried through this podcast. You'd be like, honey, you there? And I would have been like, huh? Because that's what happens to me. I get, you know, a deer in headlights and I'm like, "Uh uh-huh, yes, because it's no, I'm no longer there. You know, my answer machine's on. Please leave a message after the beep. You know, that's pretty much what's happening. So I'm glad that that happened. And I mean, it didn't feel good. It didn't feel good to to feel what it felt like as a little kid. I definitely didn't want to have to experience that. But it was in my path, and it's okay. But that's the whole point, right? You caught it before you completely disassociated. You saw the pitfall. You 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 know you were. You, I saw that pothole. Exactly. You were driving down the road. You saw the pothole. It's like, oh, I'm getting too close. Let me slow down and let me start moving. I pulled the e-brake. Exactly. So that, that's it. And that's what it is. And I you, pulled the Fast and the Furious. Double-clutched e-brake. I am not going there. It's just about taking control. So I'm hoping that you guys got some great information from this podcast. Our next one is going to be on disarming triggers once you've been triggered. So uh, stay with us for that and look forward to seeing you then. So guys, if you aren't following me already, you can find me on TikTok at Ask.Courtney, on Instagram at AskCourtney underscore, and on YouTube at AskCourtney. And if you'd like to be a guest on a future podcast, you can reach us at podcast with an S at epiphanymedia.com. We'd love to hear your stories, guys, so make sure to reach out. And as always, we're all in this together, so stay safe. Remember, there's no shame in asking for help. Till next time.